This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. And without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. Well, hello there, Beholders. This is Sean, and this is a bit of a transition week for us on Behold. You know, we just finished our Easter series, and we're heading into our new teaching series. So it's a bit of a filler week and kind of a good opportunity for us to set our minds and our focus on on what's to come. It's just me today. You know, Dan is taking some time off, much-deserved time off after Easter week and all of his hard work. And technically, I'm still off too, but shh, don't tell anybody. And also, I'll just say that I am sitting here at home with my beautiful daughter, Wendy May. Thank you so much for everybody who's reached out or bought meals or, or whatnot. It's just such a such a blessing for Patty and I, and we're so grateful. But also, she is sitting beside me sleeping, so if you hear a baby crying, I apologize. Sorry, not sorry. So again, we just finished Easter week, and man, what a powerful week it was last week. I just love this this yearly opportunity to... Hopefully we're doing this more than once a year, but it does feel special to, as a church family all together, to just walk through again what Jesus went through, you know, to relive those moments of him entering Jerusalem as a, as a humble king, going to the cross and dying for our sins and, and rising again and claiming victory over sin and death for all eternity. And sometimes when we have these moments like last week, where we have these really powerful services and you know, maybe you felt really moved by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes that happens. And then you may have heard this term like spiritual high before. Maybe it's on a mission trip where at the end of it, you're like, well, now what? You know, like, amen, incredible. Jesus died. He rose again. He paid for the debt of our sin for all eternity. Ooh, thank you, Lord. And then it's almost like cr- crickets chirping because now it's Monday morning. And it's like, well, now what do I do? Now it's Monday morning. Got to go back to work. Got to get back to school. So now what? What do we do? And we'll get to that in just one second here. But just a note on Easter, you know, last week as I was sitting at home with my daughter scrolling through Instagram, I saw a post from someone and, you know, at first my response was almost like a little bit like cheesy, but the post basically was, uh, it's on their story and it's kind of just simple, simple white background with black lettering on it, just text. And it says, they canceled Jesus. And then below it, it says, yet they didn't know that Jesus was canceling sin for them. You know, and I saw that. And at first it was almost like, a, it feels kind of cash crazy, you know, like, ooh, gotcha. Like they canceled Jesus, but Jesus canceled them kind of thing. But I was thinking about that and I was just like, man, the, the depth of that is really hitting me. You know, right now, cancel culture is so prevalent in our day. And undoubtedly, if Jesus came today, he would be canceled. He would be canceled by our culture immediately. And if you think about that 2,000 years ago, this is what was happening. You know, the Romans canceled Jesus and crucified him, unknowing that in that exact process, he was going through the process to cancel their sin for their benefit. You know, I think of Colossians 2, where we hear about that. In verse 13, it says, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses 
by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Again, canceling the record of debt that stood against us, against you and me and everyone that you know, for we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And yet, Jesus went to the cross to take that record of debt and cancel it, to nail it to the cross. We've been canceled. Hallelujah. We are a culture, a people, who have been canceled in a way that the world can never understand. And so that makes me be like, man, let's embrace that. We are a cancel culture. We're the OG cancel culture. And we always will be. And so then the question becomes for us, because our debt has been canceled, because we are a quote-unquote canceled culture, what does that mean now? And that's why I think it's so fitting that now, after our Easter teaching series, we're transitioning and starting our new teaching series called Tested. And it's a study of 2 Timothy. And the subtitle for this is Proving Our Metal. Okay, Tested, Proving Our Metal. And just to clarify, the metal in that, it's not M-E-T-A-L, like you might think, but it's this word metal that's M-E-T-T-L-E, proving our metal. A lot of us don't know what that means. We don't use that word metal often. And just to give you some background, it does come from the same origins as the other word metal you're used to, M-E-T-A-L. And around the 16th century, they started using this word metal to describe grit, or someone's ability to go through hard things or to suffer well. So as we look at 2 Timothy, we're going to be talking about us being tested, us being able to prove our ability to go through hard things. You know, kind of the, the theme verse for this series is 2 Timothy 2.15, which says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. A worker who has no need to be ashamed. How does that sit with you? How did that feel when you heard that? Do you consider yourself a worker who has no need to be ashamed? And just to put a finer point on it, we're talking about the work of the glory of Jesus Christ. We're talking about the work of expanding his kingdom for all eternity. So are you doing that work unashamedly? Or are there barriers that are keeping that from happening in your life? You know, in 2 Timothy 1, Paul is urging Timothy to fan the flame of the gift of God and to not be ashamed of the gospel, but to share in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God. And you're going to see as we go through 2 Timothy in the study that Paul's going to remind us pretty regularly that the way of Jesus is a difficult one. Things like share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus, or I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. Or if we endure, we also reign with him. Or the Lord's servant must patiently endure evil. Or, and this one's pretty black and white, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So as you listen to that, oof, you got tough road ahead, right? But going back to verse 8 in chapter 1, it's not just suffering for the gospel. It's suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Guys, we're not alone in this. 
God is sustaining us and carrying us through this. And as we suffer, it's not just for the sake of suffering, it's suffering for the gospel. It's suffering for the expansion and the glory of Jesus Christ. And as we think about that, we need to remind ourselves, yes, the way of Jesus is a difficult one. We know that. But at the same time, it's the easiest one. It's the way we were designed to be. You know, in Matthew 11, when Jesus tells us to take up his yoke and promises us that we're going to find rest in our souls, he means it. When he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light, he means it. And we, and we know that when God promises something in his word, he will always deliver on it. And so like so many other parts of our Christian walk, we're reminded of balance. You know, when we think about our timeline of, as humanity, we're in the already, but not yet. You may have heard that before. We've already been sanctified. We've already been saved by Jesus. And yet we're not yet in eternity with him like we know is going to happen when he returns. And so on one hand, we carry the confidence and the freedom and the victory that Jesus accomplished on the cross. And in the other hand, we cling to, to hope and longing and expectation for what's to come. And likewise in this process, you know, on one hand, we're holding suffering and hardship and endurance. And in the other hand, we're holding on to the yoke of Jesus, which is easy the burden which is light. And we see this dichotomy all the time in scripture. You know, just the other week we talked about Isaiah 32 and about how on one hand, by suffering and going through things, we're building up righteousness. And then on the other hand, the effect of righteousness will be peace. And the result of righteousness will be quietness and trust forever. And on face value, for sure, holding these things in balance like that and walking both of these lines can feel overwhelming but that's when we can be reminded and just praise Jesus that we're not going through this alone, that this suffering is by the power of God for his glory. You know, during the Easter series, Charlie said at one point that Jesus didn't die for us to be passive with our faith. You know, he didn't die for us for us to be able to, to show up on Sundays, have a good time and go home and be done. No, no, no. He died for us so that we would be freed and transformed people who could then go out and be unashamed for the gospel to share the good news. So I don't know what that looks like for you in your life. You know, I don't know who God has placed in your life, what those arenas look like, but you certainly do. And I think all of us can identify the ways that we can be more bold with proclaiming the gospel in our lives. And especially right now, as we move out of Easter week, man, Fan the flame. You know, just like Paul said to Timothy, keep fanning that flame. And so that's it this week, guys. I just wanted to take this time for us to to remember and remind ourselves that Easter doesn't stop on Easter Sunday. You know, the, the power and the truth and the impact of what Jesus accomplished on the cross has real impact every day of our lives. And certainly now, as we begin our new teaching series, Tested. So listener, church family, friend, stranger, who this is your first time, whoever you are, may God help you to keep fanning the flame. May Jesus remind you that your debt of sin is canceled now and forever. And may the Holy Spirit give you unashamed boldness to proclaim the gospel in your life. We love you guys. We'll see you on Sunday for Tested, and we'll see you next week for Behold. Bye. 
Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.